Now, you guys may know this is last year's Oscar winner. This is Coda 2021 winner of Best Adapted Screenplay. Incredible. Also had Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. Troy Kutzer. Oh, beautiful. And he's the first deaf actor to win an Oscar. Now, I, I don't know how to do sign language. I apologize. I, I will not be doing sign language. And I realize how incredibly ironic this is that we're reading a script. About the death. About deaf uh, people. So they will not be able to hear this. if, But hey, at least they will be able to watch and see how the script looks. How it uh, plays out. And I'm sure there's ways to adapt to it. Yeah, medical technology is incredible now. Now, um, speaking of, uh, do you guys know what CODA stands for? I hope you do. CODA stands for Child of Death Adult. And that's a, oh, fuck. Uh, yep. There's something I forgot to do. Apologies. I just remembered. Oh my god, that is fucking. It's so big. That's not what she said. Now, let me know if any of you guys have seen this film. Because this is. I, uh. If you recall, I did this film. Uh, I did watch this film after I did, um, my favorites of 2021. So, like, right after. And I did watch this right before the Oscars. Very funny, actually. <laughs> Literally the day before the Oscars, I watched, I was like, oh, Fuck. Oh, I was crying. I don't know if anybody else has watched it, cried, but yeah, I was crying. It was absolutely beautiful. Oh, what an incredible film. And I'm glad to be reading it today. I'm just looking for a poster real quick. Hey, that's a good poster. Let's use that. Right before I I watched something else. Uh, I could check. Honestly. Uh, let me check right after I put this poster. I do friends and benefits, which is out now. You guys can watch the um the kind of odd. It was a shorter one, so apologies for that. Um, Friends of Benefits is now on YouTube and Spotify. So is The Truman Show, which I did at the beginning of the year. A very fun time. Uh, let's let's go back and look at when I watched it. Why the fuck was everybody watching Scream Two? <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Oh my god, everybody loved it and one person hated it. That's hilarious. Uh, let's go to my diary. Uh, 2022. How do I... Wash date when added. Wait, no, not newest. Earliest first. Let's see. Beginning of 2022, I started off watching the, the Truman Show. Ironically. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay, so... I watched X right before Coda. Which is very ironic. Alright. Then I watched... Drive My Car and Belfast. In preparations for the Oscars. It's ironic. Very ironic. I didn't like Drive My Car that much. Way too long. Belfast... Awesome, which also won Best Original Screenplay at the 2022 Oscars. And speaking of Oscars, if you like, you can join my Discord and we can play a little Oscars game. And if you get guess more Oscar um, winners than me, you can win one of these awesome digital codes, including Glorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs. La La Land, Whiplash, what is that, Wayne's World, and a couple others. So, if you would like, you could join my Discord and you can play along. We will be live watching the Oscars. So, yeah, that's a lot of long-winded intro. I apologize for that. Look at me talking for five minutes about other stuff. Bum, 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 bum. Alright, let me get the fuck off this before I get copyright claims. Alright. Let's see. Let's start. And listen. Do some good stuff. I don't have any Coda songs up here? Wow. Okay. Anyway. Let's start off and read. Coda. 2021's. Oscar-winning script. All right. Screenplay by Sean Hader. She was great. Beautiful speech. Very happy this won multiple awards. Did it win? I think it won every award it was nominated for. Incredible film. So let's begin. Angela Rose Deck. Fishing Waters. Dawn. Open ocean, Cape Ann, off the coast of Gloucester, Massachusetts. Ooh. Rusty, 30-foot fishing trawler. The Angela Rose slices through the gray water. Waves slap the boat. The engine roars. The winch creaks. The gulls circle overhead as the nets come up. And hoping for fish. Something's got a hold on me by Etta James, plays from a small radio. On deck, Ruby, 17, and Fishing Rodents. Belts out the song as she runs the winch. Raising a net above the sorting bin, she sings along with the radio as she works. Her father, Frank, 50s, beard, weathered. And brother Leo. Early 20s, handsome, tattooed, guide the catch into position. 
They signal to Ruby. She pulls the release and the net opens, dropping an impressive haul of fish onto the deck. Ruby, Leo, and Frank sort the fish into tubs, measuring them and tossing them in the bycatch back overboard. Leo and Frank pay no attention to Ruby's singing. They sort and clean fish with the efficiency of guys who've done this their whole lives. Reaching into the pile of fish, Ruby pulls an old shoe out. She laughs, tosses it to Leo. He gestures that it's too small, throws it overboard. Frank shovels ice over the layers of fishes. A fish, Oops, sorry. Leo cleans the fish by slushing them around in a bucket with his boot. The radio crackles. Angela Rose, do you copy? Ruby enters the wheelhouse, snatching up the receiver. Okay, copy. Are you guys coming in? As the boat sails past the break wall into the harbor, Ruby leans over the rail, watching the rocky granite shoreline. Broadcaster City Hall towers above town. The quaint shopping district fades into the working wharf. I've never seen that word before. Wharf. W-H-A-R-F. Wharf. It's a fun word to say, wharf. In the harbor, lobstermen pull up their traps. The Angela Rose pulls into the dock. Ruby, Frank, and Leo offload their catch. The processor, Tony Salgado, heavy Italian, weighs their haul. Salgados run everything around here, as evidenced by the family name on the warehouse, trucks, and the auction house. Fishermen mingle, loading and unloading boats as Ruby weaves through them. Arthur, the ice disruptor, calls to her. I see you, Ruby. I'm cutting off your eyes. I'm not a freaking charity. It's coming. Yes. Ruby approaches Tony and... Hands over her paperwork. How you doing, honey? Ruby ignores him, flipping through the forms. Another fisherman, Brady, loads his boat with his crew. Hey, Ruby. Thought you guys were done fishing in the first ledge. I thought, well, sorry. Oh, I messed that up. Hey, Ruby. I thought you guys were fishing in the first ledge. Been done already for the day? Piece of shit quotas. Bullshit quotas, right? Gesture to Tony. What are you going to give her those handock? Two bucks a pound? Haddock. Two fifty and I'm being generous. Two fifty? You guys getting at the auction? Calm your liver, honey. You let me worry about the numbers. Sign over here. Rolling our eyes. Ruby signs. Yeah. What, are you gonna take her lunch money too? What, are you gonna take her lunch money too? Ruby hands over the paperwork and heads back to the boat. Ruby approaches the boat where Frank and Leo work the boom, unloading twos of ice of fish on ice. All following conversations in, in italics are signed and subtitled American Sign Language. This is where it is clear Ruby's family is deaf. Okay, so. The whole thing with this. Her family is deaf. And she is the only one in her family that 
back in here. So she is translator. <clears throat> so keep that in mind. That is the whole thing. And I'm going to be reading this. However, all of this is signed. So, yeah, like it said, everything italicized is signed. I cannot do sign language, so I apologize for that. Let's go. Ruby, what a dick. Leo, I keep saying, let's sell our fish. Frank, they tried to keep it down to the cape. That all went to hell. Leo, so keep bitching, that'll work. Ruby's heard this argument a million times. Ruby, gotta go. Love you, daddy. Frank, don't forget about the doctor and the and the nets. Ruby, I know. Bye, shit face. Bye, twat waffle. Ooh. Spoken. Twat waffle. Signed and spoken. That's a new one. That's good. I, th I believe I've called some people a twat waffle before. I don't know. Ruby hops on her bikes and, and puts in her headphones as James drowns out the sounds of the wharf as she bikes to school. The landscape changes from boarded up warehouses to polished commercial district. Through town and ending at the high school. The high school, Ruby parks her bike at the rack and runs up the empty front steps of school. Late. Oof. Okay. Uh, let me pause a little bit right here. So. This script is only 80 pages, which actually very much surprised me because the film is an hour and 50. So, yes, clearly there's a little bit, a little bit added. So I'm interested in seeing what was added. Either way, I love this film. And I don't know if I will cry at the end. <laughs> because I'm just reading it. But oh my god. Troy Kutzer. He made me cry. Oh. We'll get there at the end. I'm I'm sorry. Alright. <clears throat> Miss Simon lectures Ruby's history class. Where the Bill of Rights protected. Where the Bill of Rights protected people from federal government amendments 13, 14, 15 protected them from their state governments. The faint sound of snoring comes from the back of the class. Miss Simon stares at Ruby, passed out on her desk. Sadly, there's no amendment protecting the right to nap. Ruby! Whoa. Disoriented, Ruby awakes with a start and signs as she talks. What's wrong? Kids exchange looks. Ruby catches herself. She looks around, embarrassed. The bell rings, saving her. Okay. Let's reread, and we will resume this tomorrow. You're free to go. You guys are not. You guys are going to read this with me tonight. Ruby opens her locker. Her friend, Greddy, 17. Rye, Clockcaster, to the core. Ooh. Launches in without missing a beat. Guess what? What? I did it. I hooked up with Tiny Fingers. Why? I don't know. Curiosity got the better of me. Also, totally wrong, despite those little 
baby hands. Ooh, Those are hands like a foot apart. Oh my god. That's a little too much. Maybe this. This this is enough. This is more than enough. Come on. More than enough. Actually, this is enough. This is enough. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with you. Alright. <laughs> really? Yeah, we're gonna change that nickname. Audra. Beautiful and horrible. Walks by them with a group of girls. She shoots Ruby a look as she passes. You smell fish? The girls snicker. Ready. Watches them with disgust. Well, at least she's not doing deaf voice anymore. That's progress. Ooh, you fucking bitch. Ruby watches Audra passes Miles. Morales? No. Seventeen. King among choir kids. Carrying his guitar. Audra slaps his ass. Ooh, that's sexual harassment. Come on, you can't be doing that. Her friends crack up. Ruby stares at Miles, feeling invisible. Ruby and Greddy stand in line to sign up for electives. Greddy flips through the course book. This is some, these are some strange names for children. I've never heard a child named Gertie or Audra. Hey, this is adapted though, so. <clears throat> the goal is to find the elective that acts the least of you. Like film club. Hey! Hey! You better. Hey. You throwing shots at me. I was in film club, you motherfucker. Alright. You better calm it down. Also known as put your backpack down, go smoke a bowl. You are not too wrong, but hey! Come on, man. Gertie, you're on my list. Ruby glances fortuitously at Miles, inching forward in the line next to hers. Plus, Mr. Wayback is actually pretty hot, you know, in a Comic-Con kind of way. Ruby reaches the registration desk and the guidance counselor behind it. Miles is also at the front of his line. Ruby eavesdrops. Yeah, quiet, please. Ruby suddenly turns to her counselor. Choir. Okay, just fill this out. Choir, are you high? Okay. I don't think we addressed this in any of our scripted Sunday rescribed. I don't think we addressed this. So, you see these two lines? They're right next to each other. So that means they're set at the same time. Very simple. You will see that again when we get to some musicals. Oh my god. And also, there is a film I have planned where it's speaking another language and it's right next to each other, so be prepared for that. Anyway, Ruby eyes her as Miles moves away from the table. They sing all the time. They're already socially challenged enough around here, but sure. If you start, you know beatboxing or doing that cup clapping thing we're done yeah well pitch perfect huh just taking shots of pitch perfect i respect it not pitch perfect too because pitch perfect too says Haley steinfeld oh love her sorry anyway <laughs> ruby waits at the curb she watches 
clusters of kids socialize. Everyone belongs to a group except her. Suddenly, a crazy thumping bass makes heads turn. Ruby's parents pull up in front of the school, Frank driving and Jackie. Beautiful 40s, heavy-handed makeup, shotgun. They blast gangster rap. What do you mean by that? Black History Month? What do you mean by that? I'm kidding. Ruby, mortified, quickly climbs in. Turn that down, it's loud. Oh, wait, oh, she's... She's signing, sorry. Sorry, I was just reading fast. So. Turn that down, it's loud, she's signing. You didn't change after fishing? You stink. I love this song. Feel that beat. My whole ass is vibrating. <laughs> I fucking love Frank. Oh. Honestly. I believe he's one of the best dads ever in films. That's my opinion. Because oh, he's so lovable. I, I just love him. Great. Just drive, please. Ruby stares out the window at the kids laughing. Ruby sits between her parents and a tiny exam room, translated for them. She's done this many times. That doesn't make it any less awkward. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just remembered what this is. It's definitely itchy as hell. It itches. My nuts are on fire. His, you know... You're like angry, hard little beats covered in barnacles. Ooh, I got it. Your mother's got it even worse. Like a boiled lobster claw. Ugh. Ruby squirms, mortified. Right, so the layman's term for what you both have is jock itch. It's common if you spend a lot of time in damp clothes. It's easily transferable via intercourse. Guys have jock itch. I'll give you an antifungal cream. Uh, but both of you have to keep the area dry and avoid sex for two weeks. You two need clean underwear and you're not allowed to do it anymore. What? For how long? Never again. Done for life. You fucking bitch. <laughs> Friggin' Jackie stare at her. Two weeks. Can't do it. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> 24 years. Ruby tries to focus on her homework as Jackie cooks. It's not easy. Jackie bangs pots and clangs lids. Sorry, I was waiting for that. Frank noisily scrapes the grill. Oblivious to the racket, Leo swipes tender on his iPhone. Sound on. Ruby puts on her headphones, drowning them out. Jackie hits the table to get Ruby's attention. Take those off, it's rude. Look how noisy you guys are. I can't focus. Signed and spoken. Jackie heads back to the kitchen, ushering Leo to the table. Go eat. Frank sits. Let's out a fart. Ruby kicks his leg. Looks up with feigned innocence. You know why God made farts smell? So deaf people can enjoy them too. 
See, I love him. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh. Frank grins. Ruby rolls her eyes. Jackie comes in with the wine, taps on Ruby's shoulders. Don't slouch. You'll get stuck. Ruby slumps even more and puffs out her cheeks. Making her dad laugh, Frank picks up the wine bottle and looks at the price. Fifteen bucks? Really? You chose weed, I chose wine. Jackie looks over Leo's shoulder and he tender swipes a couple of girls. She whacks him. You don't want her? Swipe left. None of them smile. So, she's hot. When I was modeling. Here we go. She actually said it out loud. Okay. Yes, her mother was the best. First year I met her, she won the Yankee Miss Pageant. Beat all those hearing girls. She was hotter than all of them. Ruby allowed. She won the Yankee Miss Pageant. Frank lovingly slaps her ass. Jackie beams, turns her attention back to Tender. What about her? No, we said no Tender at the table. I was music, Ruby, but Tender's okay. Because Tender is something we can all do as a family. What the hell do you mean by that? No, we cannot. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Frank chews loudly and grins. Ruby stares at him. She looks around at a crazy family. High school. First day of choir. Kids stream in. Take their seats. Ruby and a flannel watches Miles socialize with some choir girls. Bernardo Villalobos. All right. I also really like this guy. He was great. Quick-witted and wearing abnormally tight pants. Stands by the piano. Coffee in hand. I did not tell you to say on your feet, my friends. Up. They made my latte with some kind of disgusting nut milk this morning. Ugh. So I'm in mood. My name is Bernardo Velalobos. Bernardo. If you can't roll your R's, please don't embarrass yourself. And just call me Mr. V. Okay? All of you. On this side. Come on. Move. Let's see if you're an alto, a soprano. Just watch too many episodes of Glee. He steps to the piano. My birthday was last Tuesday, so in lieu of gifts, I'll be accepting the happy birthday song. I don't need an entire meal. I just want to place your voice. You, Harry Potter, let's hear it. Ruby watches as a boy with round glasses steps forward. Happy birthday to you. Tenor, next. No, I kind of want to. I wish there was a J.K. Simmons. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. But imagine. Imagine Tara's Flesher was here. Holy shit. Anyway. <clears throat> I digress. Various kids step forward and sing. Bernardo barks out critiques and directs them in their sections. Happy birthday to you. Alto, Next. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, God, I apologize for that. Mr. Mardotto. I 
Again, I apologize. Happy birthday to you. Suave, tenor, next. How to get pinned. Ah, I know why. Alright. Bernardo turns to Ruby, who has been watching this progression of singers with growing terror. Next. Yes, you, red shirt. Ruby steps to the front. Bless me with your birthday wishes. Ruby freezes. She glances at Miles, who's staring right back at her. She turns red. Bernardo catches this. You get the words? Don't, don't look at them. They're not going to help you. Ruby is unable to make a sound. The face is a judgment. Stare back at her. She looks like she might be sick. Without a word, she bolts from the room. We have a runner! Get her! Ruby treks through the woods alone, breaking through the trees. Through the trees. Sorry, I'm gonna... References just keep coming. I apologize. Ruby treks through the trees alone, breaking through the trees... She reaches a massive granite quarry. It's breathtaking. She sits on the sheer edge, looking out over the lake. She starts to sing happy birthday. Her voice is lovely and clear, echoing off the query walls. In her pajamas, Ruby pulls a load out of the laundry, then heads out of the kitchen. She passes the porch. She notices her parents heatedly arguing. She watches them unseen. The card was declined. I'll move money around tomorrow. It's so embarrassing. What do you want me to do? I gotta pay for ice or fuel. Maybe we should sell the boat? And then what? It's the one thing we I know how to do. Ruby closes her eyes. She doesn't want to watch her parents fight. This is how she turns it off. When she opens her eyes again, Frank leans against the counter, defeated. If we lose that boat, we got nothing. Ruby cleans fish and a bucket with her boot. She pulls a hose in to wash the deck, but her eyes aren't on her work. Keep drifting over to Frank. Looks lost in thought. He sits on the rail, smoking, looking out over the ocean. Frank does paperwork as Ruby and Leo finish unloading fish. Frank notices Tony Salgado addressing a group of fishermen gathered at the end of the wharf. Luton Brady, Chubbs, big and congenial. Jimmy, rough 30s. And Mondo, Hispanic 20s. Frank gestures to Ruby and Leo to join him. As Ruby and Leo climb up, Frank points out the group. What's going on? I don't know. They join in the crowd, which is mid-discussion. Thought they weren't going to do this observer shit. Hey, I ain't making the rules. I'm just telling you how it is. Well, how is how it is? I could barely film feed my family. It's bullshit. Bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Sorry. I apologize. See, this is this is the problem with me. I just do so many references, and a lot of people won't get my references. But yeah, it's a fun reference. 
If you get that reference, I like you. <laughs> As the fishermen talk, Ruby interprets. Feds are insisting on at-sea monitors. Observers are going to come onto your boat and make sure you're not breaking any rules. That's out of my pocket. So I got to pay to have a spy on my boat? How much is that going to cost? 800 bucks a day? Come on, that's going to kill us. Ruby turns to Frank, delivering this blow. 800 a day? That's more than we make in a day. Don't tell me, tell them. Ruby gestures that he should address the group. Frank shakes her off, not comfortable speaking up. Ruby enters between classes. She finds Bernardo alone, sitting at the piano, eyes closed. Mr. V? I'm meditating. He opens one eye, checks his phone timer, closes his eyes. Two minutes to go. Hey, do you want me to wait or... Bernardo opens his eyes, pauses the timer. Most people are terrified of singing, don't sign up for choir. Ruby nods, not sure how to explain herself. Other kids make me nervous, I used to get made fun of. Talk funny when I first started school. You're the girl with the deaf family? Ruby nods, Bernardo looks her over. Everyone but you? Yeah. And you sing? Interesting. Are you any good? I don't know. Why did you run out of class? I got scared. Of what? Other kids? Maybe, or maybe finding out I'm bad. Do you know what Bowie said about Bob Dylan? Voice like sand and glue. There are plenty of poetry. There are plenty of pretty voices with nothing to say. Do you have something to say? I think so. Good. Then I'll see you in class, Bob. He shoes her out with a wave. As Ruby leaves, a timer goes off on his phone. As Ruby leaves, the timer goes off on his phone, signaling the end of his meditation. Bernardo sighs, annoyed. Thank you. Thank you! Leo lounges in an armchair on the deck, swiping tender. Just like me. Jackie preps dinner in the kitchen. She looks up as Ruby and Gertie walk in. She waves down the girls, nodding hello to Gertie. Before turning to Ruby. Do you have do you have a second to call grandma? Is the video relay? Awkward to talk to a stranger. I have a friend over. Leo interjects, exasperated with his mom. Leave her alone. She's with a friend. Ruby momentarily freed, yanks her friend away. Gertie checks Leo out as she goes. Damn, Leo got hot. Ew. What? He can't hear me. <laughs> Gertie sprawls across Ruby's bed. Ruby takes out a record and puts it on an old Fisher Price record player. Fisher Price, god dang. Does he work out or are those like fishing muscles? Okay, stop. You cannot date my brother. Why? Because for you, dating just means sex, which I don't even want to think about. Okay, I'm sure he doesn't need his little sister protecting him. We go back to trying to get with teachers. It's more entertaining. Ruby drops the needle onto the record. My pal Foot Foot by the Shags plays. Ruby dances across the room to Gertie. Oh, okay. What the hell are we listening to? Ruby grins and flops onto the bed next to Gertie. 
holding up the record cover with the light. The Shags! Song is called My Pal Foot Foot. Ruby. Wait, wait. The chorus of the song kicks in. It's weird. It's my favorite part, right there. You find the weirdest shit. You get this at a dollar bin? Wait, I have a serious question. What's the sign for, um. You're really smoking hot? No. What about, like, we should totally get it on? No! Is it. Is it just this? Gertie thrusts her hips up and down. Oh my god, no! Stop! Then show me! Ruby gives her a hard look, but then smiles, caving. Gertie exits. Leo's lying on the couch. She smiles at him and signs. He stares at her. She winks and exits. Ruby appears. What's up with Gertie? She just told me she has herpes. <laughs> nice. Set her up failure. The choir sings Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Like it's a funeral dirge. Bernardo rants. Energy! I'm falling asleep. Guys, sounds like a funeral. Bernardo stops playing. Come on. Guys, come on. You're teenagers. All you think about is getting it on. I'm trying to think back when I was a teenager. <laughs> I'm about to cry because I'm fucking old. Holy shit. All right. <clears throat> Ruby Snickers. Bernardo's eyes fall on her. Bob, do something. Ruby is startled. Out of her revere. Reverie. Reverie. That's that's what I mean. Come, get up here. Come on. Ruby walks to the front of the class and stands nervously. Bernardo approaches her. Come on, sing. And really trying, baby. No, no, no. Not breathing. There's no sound without breath, and none of you are breathing. What well, that says? Breathe. I am breath. Fill your belly. Fill it up. Ruby breathes in. Bernardo stares at her stomach. Come on, that's not a belly. This, this is a belly. I don't know why I said it like that. What is wrong with me? I have a lot of energy right now, and I do not know why. He grabs his own belly as he. Puffs it out. <laughs> Billy. Okay, follow me. Remember the little dog, big dog exercise? Okay, little dog. He holds up his arms in front of his body like paws and hangs out his tongue. I probably shouldn't do that. Panting like a little dog. Ha, ha, ha. Ruby doesn't move. Bernardo claps at her to follow his lead. Do it. Come on. Ha, 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 ha. Push, push, push. And Bear's Ruby pokes her, her belly out and pants. Holding her hands up like paws. Bernardo seems completely unfazed. Medium dog. <laughs> big dog. Bernardo makes crazy low big dog sound. Ruby stops completely mortified. You're embarrassed? Really? He turns to the class commanding them all to participate. Everyone. Little dog. Big dog. Come on and... He makes the little dog pants again. The class reluctantly joins the exercise. Pulls up, tongues out. Pants, pants, push. Medium dog. 
Big dog. Engage your core. Blow it out. Push. Push. Now he's focused on Ruby. Pushing only her to breathe. Push. 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 Engage your core. More. More. Now sing. He sits on the piano. Plays the first line of the song. I've been really trying, baby. I cannot sing. I apologize. I do not want to sing. Especially when I don't even hear the music. Yes! Bernardo smiles. Her voice comes out with surprising clarity. Other students react, as does she. Trying to hold back these feelings for so long. Now we're talking. And if you feel like I feel, baby. Come on. Come on. Bernardo stops playing. Ruby stops, unsure. Well. It's not Santa Glue. Flicker of a smile crosses Miles' face. Bernardo grins. Class heads out. Bernardo stops Ruby and Miles. Ruby! Miles, come here. They look at each other and head over. Today, if it's possible, thank you. You two know each other? Yeah, kind of. Ruby looks mortified. Bernardo clocks us. Okay, I need a duet. I need a duet for the fall concert. You're all I need to get by. You know it? Miles, yeah. Ruby shakes her head. Bernardo looks disappointed. Educate yourself. He hands him each music. We'll work next class. You're all I need to get by by Marvin Gaye and T Tammy Terrell, please. Sorry, I, I don't listen to this, so I apologize. Ruby bikes from school to Salgado's along the water. Passing sailboats. Hey, kids. Fuck up. Passing sailboats and kids playing on the beach. Bucolic vistas. Juxtapose with four lease signs. Boarded up buildings. This is a beautiful place that's been hit hard. Salgado's processing. She reaches Salgado Seafood Company. Parks her bike, takes her earbuds out, and the song stops. Ruby walks through the auction. Workers move pallets of fish, shovel ice, graders, walk around assessing the tubs. She waves at some people. She spots Leo. Types on his iPad back and forth with Gio Salgado, the auction owner. Ruby approaches. She passes Tony Haglin. With another fisherman in these drops. 800 for three. That's good as I can do. But uh, I'll take them all, okay? Ruby just overheard the price. She's armed for battle. She approaches Leo and Geo. Leo and Geo. Leo's annoyed to see her. Dad's out back. Ruby ignores Leo. Turning to Geo to negotiate. What are you giving him? Ruby, stop. I got this. 275. Just heard Tony tell McKinney it was three. Shit, looks like it's been baking in the sun. Come on. It's three, or we take our catch back. Ruby, get out of here. Out of here! She's ripping you off. 
Ruby heads out. Leo stares at Gio, livid. Ruby exits to find Frank sitting on a stack of lobster traps, smoking a joint. We're out in public. It's medicinal. I don't think being deaf makes it legal to spark a fatty. Leo emerges from the auction house, angry. What the hell was that? Got the price up, didn't I? I was handling it. You made me look stupid. No, you look stupid when Gio throws out any number he wants and you can't cross-check it. Guys, you want to fight? Go fight those assholes. Our family sticks together. I give my left nut to tell them to go screw themselves. So do it. Who's going to sell our fish? Us! Frank shakes his head. He walks away. The choir sings, It's Your th it's your Thing by the Isley Brothers. Bernardo conducts. They stomp and clap for percussion. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I'm not singing. <laughs> I can't tell you who to sock it to. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. It's your thing. Okay, no, that's that's enough. That's enough of that. They laugh, dance, excited. Bernardo jumps around, handing out percussion instruments. He gives a shaker to a girl with no rhythm. And then immediately takes it back. <laughs> the kids jam on a song, having fun. Maybe this is why it's a little longer. Probably like, yeah, all the singing and stuff. Singing and the music just stretched it out a little bit more. Also, probably like when uh, actors are giving their performances, they want to hold on it a little bit. So this is why it's a little longer than 80 minutes. Do you work on a song? Oh, wait. Oh, no. Kids head out. Ruby collects her thing. She walks up to join Mr. V and Miles at the piano. Did you work on a song? Often uh, it's good. Blow my tiny mind. He begins to play. They begin. You're all I need to get by. Like the sweet morning dew. I took one look at you, and it was plain. Bernardo interrupts them. You did not work on this. We did. Just not, like, together. Dios mio. Duet. And the word, you must duet. Together. Face each other. Come on. Face each other. You're afraid of her? You are wise. Come on. He does not have... I don't I he's Spanish I don't I don't speak Spanish I apologize guys this is not the Pledge of Allegiance it's a love song a love song try to imagine what it's like to sacrifice everything for another human they stare at him so again no of course again you go first Miles okay let's take it from the first Ready? Bernardo nods and plays. They sing again. Like the sweet morning dew, I took one look at you. And it was plain to see you are my destiny. With my arms wide open, I threw away my pride. Ruby voice soars. Their voices blend nicely. Good. Good. Stop. Stop. Good. And the chorus, try to harmony up. 
There's no, no looking back for us. No looking back for us. Good. I'm not angry at this. Go work and come back. Miles steals a look at Ruby. Then grabs this stuff and beelines for the door. Try it on the guitar. Cool. Ruby collects her things. You could sing. You have no control, but your tone is lovely. Thanks. It's my favorite thing. Bernardo takes this in. What are you doing next year? I don't know. Working with my dad? No college? I'm not good at school. Miles is auditioning for Berkeley College of Music. I've been coaching him for his audition. You don't know Berkeley. I've heard of it. Come on, I grew up in Mexico City, and even I knew Berkeley. Abraham Liberio? The famous Bassett? Famous bassist? Why can I say Bassett? The famous bassist went there? I did too. I can't afford school. They have scholarships. How do you feel when you sing? I don't know. It's hard to explain. Cry. Ruby thinks. Then unsure of how to express it, she signs. Two fingers make a figure standing still while her other hands circles to become the universe, which spins and grows out of her hands into the air around her. Bernardo considers her. You need to sight read and learn a classical piece. I need your nights and weekends. I do not waste my time. So if I'm offering, it's because I hear something. Ruby takes us in. Move that someone is finally seeing her. Back at home, Ruby eats some cereal with Jackie. Jackie nurses her coffee. Ruby watches her mom for a moment. I joined the choir. Jackie looks at her, curious. Why? I like to sing. Jackie laughs, rolls her eyes. What? You're a teenager. If I was blind, would you want to paint? Ruby stares at her. Why is it always about you? Jackie looks taken aback. Ruby grabs her stuff for school and turns back. I'm meeting people. I'm making friends. You know what? You should get out in the world too. Ruby starts to leave. Jackie bangs on the table, gesturing that Ruby didn't clean her plate. Ruby, Ruby grabs her cereal bowl and stomps into the kitchen. Jackie looks after her. Frank and Leo dock their boat and tie it. We should do a co-op. Look, there's empty warehouses all over the place. Frank looks annoyed with this conversation, but Leo persists. We can organize business. Get the other boats on board. How? Who's going to support us? We're the deaf guys. This is the truth. The reason Frank has been so reluctant. They look at us like we're a joke. Leo stares back at his dad. Frank can't see it. A group of fishermen make their way up the wharf. Brady calls out to some guys. Hey, I'm going to Prady's for a brew. Who wants to go? Fishermen raise their hands to join them. Leo turns to Frank. Leo, I'm going to go. You want me to text Ruby? No, I'm a grown man. 
Leo waves at Brady. The guys look surprised to see him. Joining them. But wave him over. Rockets loud fisherman's bar. Leo sits at the table with Brady. Chubbs and Jimmy and other guys. Gertie is working her shift as bus girl. So then. He hooks his arm around the pole. Bear hugging it. But when he does. He loses his pants. <laughs> they go down to his knees. There he is hanging with his milky white ginger ass hanging out. He's still like 30 feet from the pole. But of course he's shit faced. Shocker. Leo watches the conversation. We see it through his eyes. He focuses on Brady's lips. But the banter is too fast for him. He's only catching some of it. After a while he's exhausted and tunes out. Mike, a meathead, makes his way past the table to join Gio and Tony at the bar. He accidentally bumps the table, spilling his beer on Leo. He doesn't apologize. Leo turns gestures. What the fuck? Mike does fake sign language mocking him. Suddenly, Leo's out of his chair. He yanks Mike off his bar stool, throwing him to the floor. The bar erupts into chaos. Mike is up there like a rocket and lands a punch back as... The two guys brawl. Shouts as the fishermen jump in trying to separate them. Tony and Gio lead their guy away. G Leo, piss, shakes off the other guys as they try to corral him. Hey, buddy, come on, have a seat. Leo brushes them off angrily, heads to the bar. Leo sets out the bar, fuming an empty beer glass in front of him. He rubs a shiner on the left side of his face. Want some ice for your eye? Leo shakes his head no. Points at the beer tap. Ah, uh, yeah. Bartender pours him another. Leo notices Gertie. Hanging behind the bar, carefully watching him. Gertie gestures, you okay? He shrugs, whatever. Leo gestures, what are you doing in here? Points to her bar, bar rag and apron. Indicating she's... The Indicating that she's working. They stare at each other for a moment. Gertie boldly takes his phone and types in her number. Then pulls out her own phone. Out of her pocket, waiting, he considers it. Then texts her. Leo, you work here? You're not even old enough to drink. She texts back. You guys can't count to 21. And then, good punch. They share a grin. A sexual tension. Palpable. Leo and Gertie go at it, making out in the storage closet. Ooh. Miles and Ruby walk to the yard, strewn with fishing nets, buoys, and gear. Miles carries his guitar. Ruby looks around and bears it's a dump. At least they support you, right? Your music? Well, my dad insists guitar is a waste of time because it's not a true string instrument. They suck the fun right out of it. I'm sorry about all this. My house is kind of gross. It's cool. Ruby leads him up the rickety porch. Steps into the house. Alright, so let's check out Letterbox. I gave it five stars. How incredible this film is. Look at it. It's just such a cliche and predictable movie. It's so endearing and enjoyable. Loved watching this so much. 
felt so emotionally attached and invested and didn't feel like it was being Oscar baited in the slightest. Lilia Jones is going places. Lilia Jones, is she in anything else? Let's see. She's on the she's in it on Stranger Tides? Huh. I have not seen any of these. I think I've seen on Stranger Tides. Yeah, I have seen it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these other ones. Hmm. Good for her. Very good, sir. I believe he made up a language for uh for deaf people on Star Wars. It's fucking incredible. Number twenty-three. This this is one coming, I think. There's no picture, no release date. Okay. Uh nobody else in this film that I know. Incredible film. Incredible film. I need to watch this again. Absolutely fantastic. Doing touch and be generally happy if this wins best picture tonight. Hope Troy Kutzer rips ass on stage if he wins too. Part sound effect done right. Take notes, Root King Richard. <laughs> Troy Kutzer won Best Supporting Actor, and rightfully so, because he was incredible. Coda also stands for Cried on the Plane. Now, why did that gay choir teacher have a wife? <laughs> Whoopsies. Spoiler, kind of. This is the best movie I've ever seen. So beautiful, like, I don't have words. Wow. High praise. I praise. What the fuck? I don't know what that is. A movie teenagers all seeing that long isolated gorge full of water to swim in. Yeah. Alright, I think we should get back to it. <clears throat> back to it. Alright. Ruby leads Miles up the stairs into her room. Miles spies the Shag's record on her player. No way, the Shag's? I'm really here just to steal these ladies. I can't believe this actually worked. Sounds like shit, but so does my stereo. My mom thought it was a waste of money. It's $2 from Goodwill. Do they even get what music is? My dad really likes gangster rap because of the bass. Miles laughs. He studies her. When we were little, I used to see you guys in town. Yeah, we're hard to miss. This one time, I think it was like third grade, you were at the Seaport Grill. You were ordering for your parents, talking to a waiter like a total baller. Then you ordered two beers. I thought it was so cool. Really? Yeah, my parents wouldn't even let me ride the bus by myself. They're weird. And they hate each other, so there's that. Ruby takes us in. No one's ever seen it like that. How should we do this? Stand? Maybe we face each other? They face each other, nervously. Maz plays guitar. They begin to sing. Like the sweet morning dew. I took one look at you. 
It was plain to see you were my destiny. With my arms wide open. <sighs> Sorry, I turned into Creed a little bit. I threw away my pride. Interrupting. Sorry, this is super weird. Okay. I don't know where to look. Well, do you want to try, like, going back to back? Yeah, please. Miles turns, leans against her. It's almost more intimate. Uh, we're not going to read all of this. This is a lot of singing. I don't sing. Ruby relaxes. It's romantic to hear the voices harmonizing. Through the wall comes a thumping sound. Ruby ignores it. Blah, 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 blah. Oh! The sounds through the wall grow louder. They're clearly sex sounds. Loud sex sounds. Grunting and headboard banging. Ooh, Miles hears a moan. Is that your mom? Uh... Yeah. She okay? Ruby stares at him for a beat. The parental sex noises escalate. Mortified, Ruby abruptly runs from the room. Ruby opens the door with a crack, averts her eyes, and then flickers the lights on and off. As the bedroom lights <laughs> flicker, Frank and Jackie freeze like busted teenagers. Ah. <laughs> uh, hey, you're not even supposed to be doing it. Ruby and Miles sit awkwardly across from Frank and Jack who wear bathrobes. We need to discuss this. No, we don't. I had no idea you were home. Doctor said you're not even supposed to have sex. Look at your mother. Hot. How am I supposed to control myself? I fucking love him. <laughs> Maybe I should go. Miles stands to leave Frank's dressing room to sit down. Okay. I want to know what your intentions are. <laughs> I love him. Dad, no. Are you two having sex? What is he saying? Ruby won't interpret. Frank signs it again. It's vulgar looking and pretty damn clear what he's saying. <laughs> you screw my daughter. You two have to use condoms. Put on a, put a helmet on that soldier. I love him. Frank looks at Chester putting on a condom. Miles' eyes go wide and he laughs. Ruby jumps up. Oh my god, Miles, go. You guys are the worst. Miles stands, awkwardly moving toward the door. Nice to meet you. Go. Miles takes off. Ruby stares at her parents, horrified. I hate you. Alright. Ruby and Gertie make their way through the cafeteria line. Good for them. I don't think my mom's had sex since my dad left. Except for their divorce attorney. So embarrassed that I can't ever see him again. I'm sure he's forgotten about it already. He carries a tray to the table. Passes Audra and our friends. They make sex noises. Ruby stares at them. Trying to figure out what they're doing. Audra minds putting on a condom. Put a condom on her own hand. Ruby catches Miles' eye. Looks slightly horrified. Finally, it clicks. Milo must have told him. Starts to spread. The next table over makes sex noises, too. The whole school knows. Oh, you fucking dickhead, Miles. Horrified, Ruby bolts out of the cafeteria, and Miles watches her go. Then jumps up and follows. Ruby hurries down the hallway on the verge of tears. Miles catches up with her. Hey, Ruby. 
Get away from me. Wait, I didn't do that, okay? I didn't tell them. Yes, you did. No, no. No, I didn't. I, I told Jay, one person, we were laughing. I thought it was funny. Ruby stares at him, then hurries away. Miles doesn't follow. Ruby runs to the stairwell, alone and hidden. She cries. Bernardo works with Ruby at the piano, trying to release her voice. She sings a few bars of Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. They shake their hands. They say, I've changed. Breathe! Oh, something's lost, but something's gained in every living day. Let it out! Don't hold it! I've looked for life on both sides now. From Don't hold it! Ruby stops frustrated. Ruby, no! If you're gonna pick Joni Mitchell, you gotta sing it. This is one of the great songs. Yeah, I know. Either find a way to connect it or pick a different song. Jumps up from the piano. Okay, come on. Shake your body. Shake it. Shake your arms. Now sing back at me. Bernardo sings a note at her. She sings a note back. It's fine. But there's tension in her voice. No, no, you're holding it. I'm not. Yeah, you're trying to sound pretty. I'm not. Yes, you are. Bernardo studies her for a moment. Okay. You said... When you started school, you talked funny. Funny how? I talked like a deaf person. What's a deaf person sounds like? He hesitates. You know. No, no, I don't know. I want you to tell me. Different? Different how? Reluctantly. Like, wrong. Ugly. Ugly? Okay. Make an ugly sound for me. What? Come on! Yeah, I... Think you were the only kid who ever got bullied? Who ever had a funny accent? Look in my eyes. Push against my hands as hard as you can. Push. Make the ugliest, grossest sound you can. Come on. <laughs> Ruby lets go with an ugly sound reluctantly. Ugh. What the fuck is this? Okay. No. Be a monster. Ugh. Okay, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. Now sing at me. Ruby belts at, belts back at him. Her voice comes out clear, resonant, and loud. Bernardo looks satisfied. Yes, that's it, that's it. That's what I was waiting for. Hey! Bernardo gives her a high five. Yes. The fisheries council addresses a crowd of fishermen, including Frank and Leo. Gio Salgado, head of the council, and John Kaufman, a representative of NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, run the meeting. You guys raise the quotas every year, but it used to be 100 boats in that harbor. Must be 15 now. I haven't played music, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Why is it not playing? What are you doing? Taking kickbacks from the government? You want to control the fishing? But you don't know where it's go what's going on out there. That's the point of the monitors. Right, a snitch. Hey, hey, settle down. Settle down. 
Let's be respectful. Ruby sneaks in to join her father and brother. We're out there to collect data. Yeah, well, your data's wrong. Okay? The water's getting warmer. The fishers are going deeper. The fish are going deeper. Why do I keep saying I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, you tested? Yeah. I see what's coming up in my nets, you asshole. Sorry. You gotta interpret. I'm lost. What's going on? As the meeting continues, Ruby signs. We understand that the observers are a financial hardship, but it's critical to protect the fishery. It's John's job to look out for the fish, and as head of the council, it's my job to look out for you. The fishermen react calling bullshit. It's not the old days anymore. Everyone has to make some sacrifices. Guys, we're not the enemy here. Frank raises his hand. He stands up suddenly, banging his chair to get the room's attention, and then... Suck my dick. <laughs> Frank gestures to Ruby to translate. She stares at him. Ruby stands, not sure what to do. Suck my dick? That's from him, not me. Got a problem, Frank? Frank looks at Leo. He's made the decision. Ruby waits nervously. Here we go. She translates as Frank vents. Frank via Ruby. We're tired of this shit, Geo. You don't care if any of the if these guys regulate us to death. Cause you're the only one making money here. No one's getting paid what their catch is worth. The other fishermen look shocked at his ferocity. My dad fish. His dad. So I'm gonna fight like hell to stay out of that water. Screw yourself, and I'm done with the auction. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Frank gestures for Leo to stand. We're gonna sell our own fish. If any of you want to join us... Leo looks shocked. Did his dad really just say that? Looks are exchanged from the crowd. Brady and Chubbs look interested. Hey, what is this? Leo stands up to help him. Leo via Ruby. You like giving this asshole 60% of your paycheck? Bring us your catch and we'll double what you're getting here. There's silence. Then a few of the fishermen clap. Ruby shoots Leo. Look. Double it? I have no idea. It sounded good though, right? Jackie stares at her family. Looks sheepish. What? It just came out. I was in a moment. How would that even work? They get customers to sign up. They buy fish right off the boat. How much work that is? That's so many steps. I've looked into it. There's no money for it. You do our books. You could work with the other wives. Those hearing bitches want nothing to do with me. Hearing bitches. Well, maybe if you didn't call them hearing bitches. And you! You hate these people! We could finally be a part of the community. We have our community. Who? Your deaf friends? You see them once a month. What's the problem? It's a great idea. Jackie takes them in, seeing a family's determination. We can't talk to these people. Frank looks to Ruby. Ruby's heart sinks. What did she just get herself into? Leo storms out. Ruby's alarm goes off. 3 a.m. She rolls over exhausted. Before she does anything else, she presses play out her stereo. I fought the law by the clash. Blast. Clash of demon head? No. 
She turns the volume up loud. She pulls a sweater over her pajama top and throws on a wool hat, her fishing clothes clearly laid out from the night before. Ruby enters her parents' room. Their bed vibrates. A bright flashes. Bright light flashes. The alarm. Frank incredibly sleeps through it. She shakes him awake. The song continues over the following montage. Out on the water, Leo hoses the decks, throws a fish into a slushy brine. Ruby is buried in classical sheet music, working on her Italian pronunciation. Leo douses her with the hose. She shrieks. A folding table is set up with flyers for a fresh catch. Ruby, Jackie, Leo, and Frank pass out information. Get your fresh catch here. Sign up now and get your fish right off the boat. Ocean to your mouth. Forecaster. Ruby goes from boat to boat, talking to fishermen. Several shake their heads no, reluctant to join a fresh catch program. A few sign up. Bernardo and Ruby look over music notation together as he explains the words. Forte, very loudly, fortismo, softly, piano, very softly, pianismo. A retired fisherman hands the Rosses, the Rosies, keys to the boarded up warehouse. Jackie signs the paperwork. Ruby sings the Mara, the Mar what the fuck is wrong with me? The Marriage of Fiargo. Figaro. The Marriage of Figaro. I am stupid, I apologize. Bernardo shows her how to breathe. Bernardo smells Ruby. He smells fishy. He smells fishy, so. The Rossies. Rossies clean the inside of the old abandoned warehouse. It's dingy, but it's cheap. Is it dingy or dingy? I didn't say dingy. dingy. Ruby stares down at her sheet music humming. Jackie observes her, feeling a distance between them. Ruby walks into her lesson, blowing past miles on his way out. Hey. She ignores him. Bernardo appears, looking annoyed. Ruby, come on. I said I'm sorry. Ruby, you're late. Ruby and Bernardo look at the sheet music set up on a music stand. They clap out to the rhythm. She repeats what he does. Misha. Bernardo's six-year-old daughter plays nearby. Frank spray paints a stencil. Press catch on a wall. Leo and Gertie make out. Gets the building. Ruby enters the warehouse and sees it. She looks disgusted. Some fishermen's wives help Ruby and Jackie fill out order. But put fish on ice, wrap packages. Ruby, hurried, juggles phone calls as she moves boxes. This is way more work than she expected. A few of the wives crack up about something. Jackie watches, left out of the joke. Ruby lies on the floor with Bernardo, working on deep breathing. Bernardo looks over at her. She's sound asleep. Bernardo opens the door to find Ruby talking business on the phone. Ruby holds up her finger and mouths. One second, Bernardo shakes his head. Song ends. Get your ass inside. Bernardo and Ruby argue. That's the third time you're late. 
It's only 20 minutes. I don't care if it's one minute. Show me that you don't respect me or my time. I have a lot going on. Me too. I have a whole life that has nothing to do with you. If you waste my time, I will not work with you. Okay? I'm sorry. It won't happen again. Better not. We opens her locker. Miles catches up with her. You're going to avoid me until we graduate? We ignores him, putting books in her bag. I wasn't laugh at him for being deaf. Okay. Situation. Miles waits. She's not giving him anything. Look. I know it's not an excuse, but it sucks in my house right now. Got like this perfect life and Ruby whips around. What? Parents are madly in love. They can't keep their hands off each other and your house is disgusting. My house is disgusting. It's not. It's a home. You all work together and laugh and my family's not like that. And I listen to you singing. I just do it because it's expected from me. He stares at him. You have no idea what it's like to hear people laugh at your family. You're right. I don't. And have to protect them. Because they can't hear it. But I can. I know. I'm sorry, Ruby. I am. I'm a dick. Ruby softens. Can I make it up to you, please? Ruby rolls her eyes and walks away. I'm going to text you every few minutes until you agree to hang out with me. You're psychotic. That's psychotic. Okay, I will not do that. Ruby and Jackie, a few fishermen's wives, Nina, Barb, and Angela, sort through orders, packaging fish. Ruby is managing it all. Angela reads in order. These foodie people eat anything now. Heads, tails, all sorts of garbage. Next thing you know, fish's dick is going to be a new delicacy. Fish don't have dicks. The women crack up. Jackie watches with a polite smile. The alarm goes off on Ruby's phone. She heads out. This is your last free batch, kid. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Leo wheels a stack of crates and a hand truck. Toward the loading deck. Ruby walks alongside him. Jackie appears behind him. Chasing him down. Can't fit all these in a car. We need a truck. Jackie catches up with them. Stop at Ruby at the door. Where are you going? I have my music practice. You can't go. Jackie gestures toward the parking lot. Where a news crew is unloading their van. Ruby freezes. She turns to her mother. What's this? News! They're doing a story on a family! Now? I can't! How are we gonna do the interview? I can lip read. Not going to get all of it. This is important. My stuff is important too! I can't! You want us to fail? Ruby stares at her mom, furious that she's in this position. A reporter, Chet Turner, appears in a loading dock, extending his hand. Hi, you must be Jackie Rossi? Frank and Jackie sitting, sit for the interview with the film crew. Ruby interprets, but her focus is split. Agitated, she keeps glancing down at her phone. Leo watches, increasingly annoyed. Hopefully people will support us and will buy their fish here. Great. How does this program work? Basically, the fishermen are at the mercy of the big guys. Ruby glances. 
down at our phone as the text comes in. We have a lot to work on. Text went on. Sorry, family thing, running late. Leo kicks Ruby's chair to get her attention. She looks up briefly. The goal is to sell fish directly to the people. His eyes drift back to her phones. More texts come in. I told you, no more of this. I mean it, Ruby. Frank waits for Ruby to translate, but she's distracted looking at her phone. Ruby glances up to see everyone waiting. Ruby races up to Bernardo's house, leaping off her bike. She knocks at his door, Bernardo doesn't answer. She knocks harder, locked out. Mr. V? Mr. V? She sits on a stoop to feed it. In high school, Bernardo sits at the piano, playing a beautiful piece to enter the room. Ruby appears in the doorway, listening. Bernardo notices her. He stops. Is that yours? Bernardo raises his eyebrows, waits, and he wakes up her nerve. I'm sorry, I want to do this. I don't think so. Are you serious? Bernardo stands, crosses to his desk. You have no discipline. You're late. You're unprepared. You wouldn't last two days at Berkeley. Out! Go! Ruby is shocked at his intensity. Bernardo turns away from her. Ruby starts to leave the angrily hits back at him. Not like that school did you any good. Ronald turns and stares at her. You have what, 17 years on this planet? You don't know shit. He takes his takes this in, stunned. You want to know why I'm a teacher? I'm good at this. But I can't do my job unless you do yours. You certainly don't need a lesson in failure from someone who's too afraid to even try. Ruby stares at him, silent. Trying to form a response. I've never done anything without my family before. Bernardo takes this in, sensing she's genuine. Rossi home. Ruby stands in front of Jackie, Frank, and Leo. A hockey game is on. But she has their attention. I want to go to college. At Berkeley. Music school. My teacher's been helping me with my audition. They stare at her, stunned. College? In Boston? That city's full of assholes. They ain't wrong. Everywhere. She ain't wrong. You can't go now. We just started this business. With you. It's all you care about. Losing your free interpreter. Frank shakes us off. It's not about that. You're an important part of this. It's terrible timing. There will never be a good time. Can't stay with you for the rest of my life. Nobody expects that from you. I've been interpreting my whole life. This is exhausting. Singing is what I love. It's everything. Ruby frustrated. Storms upstairs. Jackie turns to Leo. Did you know about this? Leo shakes his head. Frank lies in bed as Jackie paces the room. They argue. You can't let her go. It's college. It's not. It's a music school. What if she can't sing? Maybe she's awful. She's not awful. Really? Have you heard her? Frank rolls his eyes, puts his book away. I'm worried. What if she fails? I'm tired. I don't want to talk anymore. Frank rolls over, turning away. Jackie smacks him to get his attention. He looks at her.
What do we do if she gets in? Then she's gone. Our baby is gone. She's not a baby. She's my baby. She was never a baby. Ruby crawls on the bed and sets her alarm for 3 a.m. She stares at it. She lets out a scream of frustration. Ah! Oh, sorry, I don't know what that is. Her phone pings. A text from Miles. What do I have to do to make it up to you? Anything. Ruby stares for a moment. A small smile flickers across her face. She types back. Frank and Leo prepped a boat for departure. Where's Ruby? She's pissed. Yeah, but today? He gestures down at the dock. A middle-aged woman, Joan Biles. Joanne Biles. Dressed in a paddler's hat and brand new fleece is stepping gingerly towards him. She wheels a rolling bag. Is that the observer? Seriously? Hello. Should make a jump. <laughs> she reaches the edge of the dock. Leo hesitates. Joanne Biles, I'm your Etsy monitor. I'll be going out with you today. Leo stares at her, giving her nothing. Reluctantly, takes the wooden plank and throws it across with a bang. Joanne awkwardly hoists her bag onto the plank. Can you help me with... I don't think I get it across. Leo lets her struggle with it for a moment, then grabs the bag and pulls it on board. Angela Rose leaves harbor with Joanne on board. Out in open water, Frank drives in the wheelhouse, eating a jar of peanut butter with a spoon. Joanne, oblivious, tries to make conversation. It was like rough seas today. Frank doesn't respond. Joanne is used to being ignored. No one likes having her there. She awkwardly climbs into the new Grudens, pulling the tag off. Leo enters the wheelhouse, joining his dad by the captain's chair. He and Frank exchange a look. Should I throw her overboard? So she doesn't know that they're deaf. Which is a huge problem. Ruby and Miles march along the trail. Aspen leaves quiver. Throwing death light down onto the path. Ruby blows past no swimming sign. So, you gonna murder me? I haven't decided. They exit the woods, stepping out on the edge. The quarry 30 feet above the water. Ruby walks to the edge. She glances back at Miles. She strips off her sweatshirt and kicks off her shoes. Really? No, no, no. Just don't belly flop. Ruby leaps off the edge, flies through the air, and hits the water with a smack. Miles watches, stunned. She surfaces and swims out, her hair glistening in the sun. He peels off his clothes and takes a deep breath, swallowing his fear. Are you crazy? That looks freezing. Get in! Clear! Incoming! Miles leaps after her, yelling on the way down. He surfaces. Oh, God, it's so cold. It went up my nose. Ruby splashes and begins to swim away. He follows. So we good now? After you do the barge, which one's the barge? Ruby points at the quarry to an even taller cliff. Wait, that's like 40 feet. Frank and Leo work setting out the nets. Joanne lays out a Marion. Blah 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 blah. Nah, 
Joanne lays out all of her marine kit. Her scales. She approaches Frank. Hey, is the engine regularly maintained? Frank shrugs. She tries again. When's the last time you had your engine checked? Frank gestures to his ears and shakes his head. Can't hear. Yeah, it's loud. That's why I'm asking. Finally, Frank grabs her notebook from her and scribbles. Death. Joanne stares at him in surprise. She gestures to Leo. Him too? Frank nods, then returns to work. Joanne sits down, stunned. She looks concerned, pulls out her phone, and turns away from the call. Ooh. Ruby and Miles climbs, climb out of the water, up the rocks. Have the kids, like, die doing this? It would definitely flip your eyelids inside out and give you the worst wedgie of your life. Miles reluctantly follows. Your legs are gonna start shaking, like, cartoon style, so jump fast to save yourself. Okay. It's a branch sticking out about halfway down, so jump out. You're really selling this. They emerge from the woods at the top of the cliff. Is that poison ivy? Ruby shrugs, walks to the edge. Miles cautiously joins her. Holy shit. Should we leave a note just in case people think it was joint suicide? Let's keep them guessing. They look down over the edge. It's really high. Here. There's the shaky legs. Okay, one, two, wait, 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 wait. Ruby stops. As soon as she does, Miles leaps off the edge. Three, save myself. No! Ruby jumps after him. It's a huge leap. They fly, screaming in terror and joy. They hit the water with a resounding smack. They both disappear. For a moment, they break the surface, gasping. Yeah, that hurt. Ow! Their laughter and howls echo off the quarry walls. Frank and Leo work on the deck, sorting the fish. Joanne weighs the fish. Makes some notes in a notebook. She scans the horizon, waiting. The guys continue to work, oblivious. Radio transmission comes in. Fishing vessel. Fishing vessel Angela Rose. Fishing vessel. Fishing vessel Angela Rose. Ah, God. Coast Guard, 25 off your starboard quarter. Channel 16, over. A warning light flashes on the empty wheelhouse. No one sees it except Joanne, who watches, but doesn't alert them. Radio crackles, goes unanswered. Fishing vessel Angela Rose, Coast Guard 24, E21. 25, E21, Channel 16, come in, over. You know, Frank continued to work. Coast Guard boat approaches, speeding towards them. Sirens blazing. I'm not saying it. You are in violation. Coast Guard board speeds up alongside the Angela Rose. Two boarding officers clear the rail, leaping onto the deck. Frank and Leo jump up, startled by the flashing lights and the angry faces of the officers. You, sir, stand up. Drop the pick. Stand up. Stand up. Frank and Leo throw their hands up, confused and terrified, trying to understand what's happening. What's going on here? Why is no one answering the radio? Frank points at his ear. The Coast Guard officer turns to Joanne. Dialogue fades out. We watch the scene from Frank's perspective. Joanne explains that they're deaf. Frank stares at Joanne. The revelation slowly washing over him. This is her doing. 
Yeah, she's a bitch. <laughs> she could have just answered and said, hey, the Coast Guard is here. But she didn't say anything. Fucking asshole. Ruby and Miles float on a down tree in the quarry. They attempt to jump up on a log at the same time. Now that the log spins, they tumble into the water. Check it out. Miles scrambles up, loses his balance, splashes in. Ruby makes it up and runs the length of as Miles cheers. Exhausted, they rest their arms on opposite sides, drifting quietly. Miles leans over and kisses her. It's perfect. Wow. Very nice juxtaposition. They fail just as soon as she leaves them off. That's what she is trying to do the entire time. She's trying to leave them off. Get herself. As she gets her space, they they cannot handle it. And there's issues because of that. But she's thriving. They are not. Because she has space. This is the whole point of it. Ruby enters, riding high from her day. Her parents, Leo, are arguing fiercely in the kitchen. What happened? You didn't come to work. We're done fishing. They suspended my license. Ruby stares at her. Oh, shit. Who did? Coasties. The observer saw we were deaf and tipped them off. Can't do that. We are just working and they came to board us. We didn't know. I told you, you need a hearing deckhand. Yeah, that's you. You were that person. I can't always be that person. She's right. We need another guy. We can't afford it. You told me you weren't coming. I might have figured something else. Figured something out. But you didn't. You're seriously blaming me? Your father was counting on you. No. Don't put this on me. It's not my fault. Partially it's her fault. Partially not. Frank and Jackie. Sit in front of a couple of Coast Guard hearing officers, reviewing their case, Ruby interprets. You failed to obey an order by federal law enforcement to board your vessel. On top of that, you were operating your vessel in a negligent and dangerous manner due to your disability. I have no choice but administer the minimum fine, which is $1,000, and additional penalty for 1500 Can't pay that unless get back on the water. Officer, what they need to do to be able to fish again? You'll be required to you'll be required to have a hearing individual on board at all times to answer radios, hear ship whistles, etc. We'll be monitoring you regularly to make sure you are in compliance. You have that person? He stares at him, considering this. The Rossi family enters a subdued, sad dinner. I'll sell the boat. Take the money we can. That'll be that. Fine, I'll stay. I'll work with you on the boat. Her family stares at her. No! Yes, we can't afford to pay someone else. There's nobody that's going to know how to sign. Are you sure? School can wait. I'm, I already decided. I'm excited. Parents look relieved, frustrated. Leo pushes back. Oh, St. Ruby. We'll make a shrine of you on the boat. She's trying to help. Well, thank God you have her. Leo storms out, leaving the three of them looking after her. Ruby lies in bed, headphones on, listening to both sides now. 
Jackie enters, sets a shopping bag down. Don't kill me. I bought you a red dress for your concert. You don't like it, you don't have to wear it. It makes a face. Jackie lingers. I'm really glad you're staying. Leo isn't. It's complicated. He feels left out. It's crazy. It's always three of you and then me. I get it. They take each other in for a beat. You ever wish I was deaf? Like he sits on the edge of the bed. She thinks for a long moment before she speaks. When you were born, the hospital, they gave you a hearing test. There you are, so tiny and sweet. Electrodes all over you. And I prayed that you would be deaf. When they told us that you were hearing, I felt my heart sink. Why? I was worried that we wouldn't connect. Like me and my mom. We're not close. I thought I would fail you. That being deaf would make me a bad mom. Don't worry. You're a bad mom for so many other reasons. Jackie smiles. I know I drive you crazy. The clothes, the makeup. But honestly, I'm happy that you know who you are. You're brave. Not like me. Ruby hugs her. It's been a long time since she's hugged her mom like this. Ruby folds into Jackie's lap like a little kid. Jackie strokes her hair. Leo sits on a rock, looking out in the water. Ruby walks towards him. Leo sees her. She waves, joins him. You hiding? Not very well. Leo hops down, walking away from her. Leo, Ru Ruby chases him down. You still mad at me? You can't fish full time. Why not? Curdie told me that you can really sing. That's special. You can't stay here. They'll keep looking at you for everything. What else am I supposed to do? Leo erupts as frustrating, exploding. Let me do this. I got this. I'm the older brother and I get treated like a baby. Haven't you be able, haven't been able to do a thing with Fresh Catch? Also, another fantastic actor. Great as well. Because it all ah, because it all involves talking to hearing people. So what? Who cares? You're so afraid that we'll look stupid. Let them figure out how to deal with deaf people. We're not helpless. Our family was fine before you were born. Go! Ruby is at a loss for how to respond. She knows they'll be fine. It's not them she's worried about. Ruby peeks through the curtain, watching her parents find their seats. Bernardo bustles around, putting kids in place. Yes, this is the scene that I'm going to show. You know, I usually show a scene that um, is very powerful from the film, and I try to read alongside it. <clears throat> Bernardo bustles around, getting kids in place. As the boy passes, Bernardo pulls off his Red Sox hat. Oh! At least it's not Yankees. That's a fan. Uh, we're not at Fenway, my friend. 
he must be ready to walk on stage. Oh, yeah, wait. They're in Massachusetts. Never mind. Fucking assholes. <laughs> must be ready to walk on stage in two minutes or you're not performing. Ruby looks nervous. Frank, Jackie, and Leo sit in the audience, looking around, taking in the other families. Oh, just, just imagine how weird this is. But it's also very sweet that they're just there to support her. They don't know anything. They just sitting there. Oh man, this is hard. This hurt. Ah. Gertie walks in and slides into the seat next to Leo. Bernardo comes on stage. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who don't know, I'm Bernardo Villalobos. Villalobos. I don't know. The choir master, most of these kids call me Mr. V to my face. I don't know what they call me behind my back. Crowd laughs. Jackie notices. She nudges Leo. Can you read his lips? Leo shakes his head no. Jackie looks back to the stage. I'm very proud of this group. They worked hard. So I will shut up now and let you see your children, which is what you came for. Choir busts out. With I've Got the Music in Me by Kiki D. Frank and Jackie watch Ruby with pride. Ruby looks beautiful. You have good taste. I like her. And I like how her dress matches the curtains. Pretty signs to Leo that Ruby's good. Leo nudges his mom. She's good. No idea. Oh, she said. Oh! <laughs> you fucking dumbass. The audience claps, dances in their seat. Frank and Jackie look around, trying to participate. They clap along. Oh! That's... Ah. Leo laces fingers with Gertie. They sit there, holding hands, both newbies, to this kind of intimacy. Choir sings Starman by David Bowie. Ooh. Ruby watches her parents in the audience. Jackie's mom picks her nails. Frank looks around, fiddles his shirt. <laughs> What's wrong? Buttons are off. <laughs> Fuck you. Jackie sits for a beat, then turns to him again. What do you want for dinner? Spaghetti. Uh, I have to go to the grocery store. Ruby watches it from the stage. They're clearly bored. Her heart sinks. Like, oh. Yeah, honestly. What have they got to do at a concert? <laughs> Song finishes. Bernardo walks on stage. And now I have a special treat. Sometimes you hear a voice. It reminds you to keep making music. Please welcome Miles Patterson and Ruby Rossi. Ruby and Miles walk on stage. Miles carries the guitar. Frank and Jackie perk up when they see Ruby. It's what they've been waiting for. Miles gives Ruby an encouraging nod and begins to play. We viewed his performance from Frank and Jackie's perspective. Only the first few bars of music we hear only silence. Hold on. This is not it, right? No, this is this is not it. This is not it. Okay, this is not this scene. Scene after. But I feel like I look like Santa Claus right now. Do I look like Santa Claus? <laughs> this fucking red hoodie. Yeah, let me. There you go. I took it off. I feel like I look like Santa Claus. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, only silence. They watch Ruby's lips move, but no sound comes from it. 
Miles and Rubies are lost in the song. Frank and Jackie look around and throw the faces of the audience. People wipe away tears, visibly move. They stare at their daughter, watching her mouth open and close, trying to feel what other people are feeling. Conflux and conflux of art and audience. Sorry. I cannot read that word. I am stupid. The song ends and the audience leaps to its feet. Jackie and Frank clap along with the crowd. Ruby and Miles take a bow. Families stream out of the concert hall. Ruby and her family make their way out. They pass Bernardo and his wife. Tanya his daughter Misha. Hey Ruby, that was lovely. Oh thanks. Bob, great job. Are these your parents? Yeah, Frank and Jackie. This is my brother Leo to her parents. This, <laughs> this is my teacher, Mr. V. <laughs> and his family. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I know where it's coming up. <laughs> Ruby's family waves along the Bernardo signs. Nice to fuck you. <laughs> Ruby's eyes go wide. I learned that on YouTube. What? Is it that nice to meet you? No, meat is one finger, not two. See? Like, this is like legs. She demonstrates with similar signs. Bernardo looks horrified. No, no, no. I mean, oh my god. It was so fucking funny. It's fine. I get it. Nice to screw you, too. Bernardo laughs, getting his sign choked. And my kind of parents. Please tell them that their daughter is very talented. They're making a terrible mistake not sending her off to school. I'll just do the first part. Ruby smiles, rolls her eyes, and translates. I'm meeting Miles at that audition tomorrow. I'm sorry, it was just so funny. You still have your slot if you change your mind. You have to stop. But thank you. Rossi family exits the car, heads towards the house. Frank peels off. Going to get some air. Ruby starts to head inside. Thinks better of it. Joins her dad sitting on the tailgate of the truck. What are you doing? Just thinking. Oh, wait. Oh, is this where I cry? No, no, no. I cried at the very end. Oh. I almost cried at the scene. Then Frank dresses up to the sky. Stars don't look half as good on land when they do out water. Except for a moment. Song you sang tonight? What's it about? It's about sacrifices. And it means to need someone else. Can you sing it for me? But now, please. Ruby hesitates. Starts to sing quietly. Oh. Louder! <laughs> Not my fucking tempo! Kidding. <laughs> I, I I was going for a whiplash reference, but I cannot say the rest of that. Also, when we read the whiplash script, <laughs> there's a lot of it I'm going to be skipping. Ruby sings louder. Frank lays his hand out her throat oh, to feel the vibrations. The song continues. Ruby's voice becomes clear and resonant. Drifting up into the night. Frank moves his hand around on her neck to find her voice. He closes his eyes. That's it. He can feel it. Moves his hand to her plexus, listening. 
Frank opens his eyes. He takes in his daughter. He kisses Ruby on the forehead. She leans into her dad and they look up into the night sky. Oh, I love him. Sun's coming up. Frank shakes his disoriented Ruby awake. Are we fishing? No. Ruby's whole family scrambles excitedly to the car. You guys, this is ridiculous. We're kicking you out. We're all doing it together. <laughs> Frank drives. Ruby looks out of the back window. She watches. New England landscape passes. Pulls out her phone. Texts Barnardo. I'm coming. The car speeds along the highway. Frank drives as Jackie navigates on her phone. The skyline. The boss appears before them. Berkeley Music Hall. Rossi's pull up in front of Berkeley. They jump out of the car and they look around at the bustle of the city. I'm going to park. Frank jumps back in the car as Jackie and Ruby and Leo run for the entrance. Ruby enters the lobby for audition. She takes in the other kids dressed in recital. Attire. She feels out of place in her shabby sweater. Look at the dress. It's fine. You look pretty. Is greeted by a female student at a check-in table. Hey, I'm here for my audition. Okay, what's your name? Ruby Rossi. Looks like you're about a half hour late. Are you ready to go? Ruby nods. Students look past her at Ruby's family. We roll deep. Your family can't go in with your family can't go in with you. Besides her family, you can't go in. Jackie shoots a death look at the girl. Ooh. Ruby stands outside the auditorium, pacing nervously. She listens to another vocalist sing opera. She intimidatingly, good. Miles spots Ruby at the end of the hallway, heads over, speaking hushed voices. Ruby, hey, you came. Mr. V here? He just left. I can call him. I texted him. How did he go? I choked. What? Mana interrupts them just as Ruby's turn. Ruby Rossi? Miles squeezes her hand. Ruby takes a breath and enters. All right, here we go. This is the scene. And here we go. Faculty jury comprised of three jurors, two men and women sitting in the audience. Hello, there. You are Ruby Rossi. Ruby Ruby Rossi. Oh, wait, hold on. I think I'm a little ahead. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay, okay, Ruby. Ruby Rossi. <laughs> okay, Ruby Rossi, looking at your application, aside from the, your involvement in the school choir and a very nice letter from Bernardo Velobos. Velobos. Don't have much history with music. Ruby stares at him, unsure. I understand. Is there a question? Frank, Jackie, Leo, pace. Frank spots a sign. Balcony, he dresses to Jackie Leo. They should sneak in. They make sure nobody's watching. They slip upstairs. Here it is. He sends awkwardly on stage. Any question? What is your first song today? Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. Do you have a sheet music? Ruby freezes. I don't. I forgot. Female jury member. Turns to pianist. Do you know that song? Yana shakes her head no. 
Alright, you're just gonna have to sing it a cappella. Okay. Ruby stands there frozen. Jerry stares back at her. She clears her throat, preparing to sing from the back of the orchestra. A voice speaks up. I can accompany her. I can accompany her. I'm sorry. I Yeah. Bernardo walks down the aisle into the light. He smiles at Ruby, who's incredibly relieved. Sorry for interrupting. Hi. How are you? I'm Bernardo Villalobos. Class of 89. Nice to see you all. May I? Guess so. Thank you. Jerry remembers exchange confused look, confused glances. The piano steps away from the piano. Bernardo takes her place. He gives Ruby a look. You can do this. Begins to play both sides now. Ruby begins to sing. Her voice is timid, cautious. She's paralyzed with fear. Rose and the flows of angels' hair and ice cream. Wait, 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 wait. Fuck, I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Whoa, she sings. Bernardo deliberately plays the wrong note. Ruby falters. So sorry, my mistake. Let's take it from the top. Gives Ruby a hard look. Now or never, Ruby nods. Understanding. Bernardo starts to play. Looks up at the balcony and notices Frank Jackie sneaking into the auditorium. They take their seats. And quietly, she glances at the jury to see if they noticed. They didn't. She closes her eyes and takes a deep breath. Blah, 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 blah. I'm talking over it. So, we do not get copyright claimed. Oh, incredibly beautiful. Uh, just make sure it's 1080p. Yep, good. I need to watch this film again. Oh, I really wanted to, but I couldn't. Apple TV. Oh, I'll get Apple TV. Oh, what a beautiful film. I'm so glad this won Best Picture. About our family, they smiled down at her. Ruby begins to sing fluidly, interpreting the lyrics with her hands as she sings. Ooh, she signs them. Blah, blah, blah. Let's keep talking until she does it. There she is. She's uh, signing. Oh. oh. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful song. Singing in there. Oh, oh his. Sign the movement releases her voice, which comes out increasing purity and resonance. Oh. Ruby's voice sells out. Bernardo grins. The jury, surprised, turns to see who she's signing to. Moons and dunes and Paris Oh. He sings directly to her parents. This is for them. I'm about to cry. <laughs> oh shit, guys. I'm about to cry. I feel it coming. Something just snapped. Something inside of me. This is for them. They watch her, moved and proud. The song continues and we see the following story unfold. gonna keep going and I believe it's gonna do a little montage here. that's what it says on the script this is the final draft so this is what they submitted to the Oscars which got them best adapted screenplay oh. it's gonna go back over again oh god <laughs> I love them 
Uh, absolutely incredible. I really don't know love at all. Okay, you see? Alright, is there Oh, yeah, okay. Ruby looks out over the ocean and goes circled boat. On the deck, Frank signs furiously at the new deck and showing this idiot how to correctly sort the fish. The guy looks cowed. Ruby, watching from the wheelhouse, laughs. She'll miss this. Ruby and Miles sit on a stone wall. Reforms his finger into letters, teaching him how to sign his own name. Oh, great. Frank gives Leo shit as they load boxes of fish into the back of a new truck. It's painted. Frank Fresh Catch Logo. Oh. Jackie works alongside the fishermen wives Nina and Angela, distributing fish at the bustling farmer's market. Jackie counts cash. The women joke around. Jackie laughs at them. Now in on the jokes. Leo Frank enters the bar. They're greeted by waves from the other fishermen. They join them. Ruby and a family crowd around the computer. She logs into the Berkeley website to view her acceptance status. They wait anxiously, staring at the screen. Ruby bikes to Bernardo's house, tossing her bike. They run upstairs. Bernardo opens the door to see Ruby standing on the stoop. Looks at her nervously, awaiting the verdict. Bernardo, come here, come on. You fucking awesome motherfucker. Yeah, there he is. Let's lean in as Ruby clicks one last button on the computer screen. A set the static pops up on the screen. She's in. She lets out a joyful whoop as Frank, Jackie, and Leo erupted to cheers of celebration. Miles and Ruby sit on top of the barge, looking out. Visit me. Okay, that's it. Oh. Visit me in Boston? You'll forget about me after two weeks. I don't know if it's some jazz drummer who wears a fedora. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Fuck that. <sighs> there are no two words. Okay, what the fuck? <laughs> I was gonna go whiplash quote. Nah. Obviously. Ruby laughs. She leans in. Gives him a lingering kiss. Ready? Ready. Together they stand. Hold hands. They take a flying leap. Off the cliff together. They hit the water with a smack. After a moment they emo both emerge. Howling to the sky. Ow! Car is packed. Oh, this is where I cry. The car is packed full of stuff. Gertie finishes loading Ruby's duffel. Ruby efficiently hugs her family goodbye. Trying to avoid a big emotional scene. Sure you don't want us to come? Can help set up your dorm room. No! Let's not make this a thing. Ruby gives her, her a squeeze. Jackie gives her a squeeze. Ruby peels her off, turns to Leo. Bye-bye, ass monkey. Bye, shit nugget. Ruby quickly hugs Frank, who holds her the last, holds, who hands her the last of her belongings. She breaks away and climbs into the car. Curdy drives away. Ruby looks back at her family, getting smaller 
They pull down the road. Suddenly, as they're almost out of sight, Ruby panics. Wait, wait, stop. <laughs> this is where I cry. Oh. Gertie stops, leaps from the car, runs back to her family. She tries. She dives into their embrace. The four of them hug, coated each other tight. Frank takes Ruby's face in his hands. He uses his voice. Go! Uh, I probably said it like that because I'm fucking crying. I'm fucking crying. He's oh, I'm actually crying right now. You can see. I, I am actually crying. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh. Ruby smiles and nods. She runs back towards the car, climbs in. A family watches the car pulls away. Ruby waves them out, waves at them out the window. They disappear in the distance. She holds up her hand and signs, "I love you forever." Oh. Oh, absolutely beautiful. The end. Oh man. See, I told you I was gonna cry. <laughs> This movie made me cry. Oh, him saying that. Let's see in the scene. Reading it. Oh my god, I still felt everything. Fuck, that was great. Incredible film. I highly recommend you go watch it. Absolutely beautiful. Let me stop crying now. Oh. Ah. Oh, wipe my face. What a film. That was a great one. Thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out. It's been a really fun one. Really good one. Read this Oscar winner. Best Adapted Screenplay last year. Troy Kutzer winning uh, Best Supporting Actor. And Coda overall winning Best Picture. Absolutely deserved. Oh, what a film. What a time. So fun. I absolutely loved it. I, I really need to go back and watch this again, and I highly recommend everyone else go watch it as well. So, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out. I'll be doing more. Rescribe. This was Coda. Next up, I'm doing Moonlight. Ooh, that is a tough one. I have the book here. Um, there are some things in there I can't say on stream, like the F word. I cannot say it, and I would not even. All right, but gonna try to go around it on monday this monday i'm going to be recording it and i'm not sure when it'll be uploaded to youtube but there are quite a few already on youtube i have a whole playlist of rescribed already on youtube and they're also on spotify so go check that out um a lot of great stuff thank you for watching thank you for hanging out moonlight's next did 500 days of summer for valentine's day it's gonna be a fun one I really hope you guys can join me for that. Thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out. And I'll see you guys when I see you. Peace.